Uh, hey guys, uh, welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host as always, Aaron, uh, here with some fantastic guests, MJ Bradley and John Lestrange. Say hi guys. Hi, thank hi. you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. So we're, we're very excited to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, so a little bit of a background for our listeners. Uh, MJ Bradley is a writer in, of queer romance and currently living in uh, the House of a Thousand Cats located in Greenbrook Township, New Jersey. Uh, she hopes to add a dog to the mix someday, but she's willing to wait for the right pup. Uh, this is on her bio uh, on the podcast page that she uh, is part of a group for. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, she does not suffer fools or Snape apologists, does no harm but takes no shit, and uh, plans to one day be the J.B. Fletcher of YA. Uh, she is also a um, host of several podcasts on the Certain POV channel uh, and is also uh, married to the uh, Mr. John Lestrange, who also has a podcast. Uh, why don't you guys talk a little bit about what your podcasts are? Sure. So as mentioned, I'm a member of the Certain Point of View Network. We are a group of nerdy podcasts. I host three of them. One is called Reignite. It is a deep dive into the Mass Effect universe. My co-host, Matt Storm, and I, he was actually on a previous ep episode, Stormageddon. Yeah, um, cool guy. We do a mission-by-mission -mission analysis. We talk about how this game has impacted us through the years, how our first playthrough and our new playthrough differs. Have we grown? Has the game not, is the game not holding up over time? Things like that. Uh, it's such an integral part of our friendship and our relationship that to make a podcast about it just seemed natural and like the obvious thing to do. Love that. Uh, I also host Circle of Friendship, which is another analysis. I really like my analysis podcast. <laughs> um, it is a chapter by chapter look at the Circle of Magic books by Tamara Pierce. I do that with Anna Feeney. Uh, she is a tarot reader, stage, combat uh, stage combatant, screenwriter. She's Hell an amazing yeah. human. Uh, and we talk about ambient magic, briar moss, and a lot of knives. <laughs> and my last show is called The Rob Thomas No Not That One Robcast, which I do with Alex Lavelle. And it is a look into the works of Rob Thomas, known for Veronica Mars, iZombie, Party Down. The reason why we decided to do that show is because we're both huge fans of his work, but different aspects of his work. So we're trying to figure out why his shows have such huge cultural impacts by taking a look at them episode by episode through the years. Wow, that's some really in-depth, like, almost English class level examination of these different TV shows and games. I really like that. That sounds really cool. I have two degrees in words, and I'm not afraid to use them. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Weaponize those words any way you can. I feel like passionate analysis bonds people together. So to do this deep analysis of these things that I love with my friends, it makes sure that we have something that's not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. And Matt and I are in season three of Reignite. And we are talking about the future. What happens when we finish Mass Effect? 
we're not going to just stop doing this because we love doing it too much. So we're talking about other games that we can play. Yeah. And there's so much content for the Rob Thomas podcast. So <laughs> we're going to be good on that for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the coolest thing about like nerd and geek culture, right? Because when you really think about it, when you think about the term like geeking out, it really means like loving something and being so enthusiastic about it that you know, like everything about the thing and you can talk about it like for hours and hours on end. At least that's how I think of geeking out. And so when you think about um, having these shows where you're like analyzing all these different like parts of like television shows or video games that you really love it's kind of a way to really showcase the fact that geeking out is a really smart thing to do like it you know it shows a lot of like intelligence and thought and a thing that you love so i'm i'm about it yeah it's a mental exercise i mean alex and i have very similar tastes but we still find things to disagree over like for example (laughs) while we love tessa thompson we can't agree on how to take her character in season two of Veronica Mars. I Mm. still kind of hate Jackie. Maybe I'll come around. I don't know yet. Well, uh, that's definitely something that you'll have to let us know and how listeners will have to find out too while they're uh, paying attention. Uh, John, what about your podcast? Uh, Yeah, I just have the one. um, (laughs) (laughs) Underachiever. uh, Come on, step it up, man. I just started... uh, God, it's been four months. Um, So I do an educational podcast about uh, the field of genocide studies. Uh, It's called Genostory. We agreed to do this um, because that's how genocides happen. We agree to do them. They don't happen in a vacuum. Um, Mm. And so far, I've just got uh, four episodes out just concerning metadata on the field, sort of how it it works. you know, um, just how it exhibits itself in like the day-to-day news, historical events. And then uh, next month, we're going to do our first episode on an actual genocide. Uh, We're going to do the Armenian one, which is hugely important and not discussed enough. Um, So I'm I'm looking forward to getting to that episode. Wow. Very cool. And were you uh, perhaps inspired to make this podcast because of MJ? Uh, partially, yeah, because um, MJ does so many, and it, it seemed like a good way to uh, expand the reach of, of things that I do and reach a wider audience. Um, so I, I figured, eh, let's let's give it a shot. Um, and this uh, idea has been sort of simmering for a while now, and I finally just decided to bite the bullet and do it. That sounds like a great reason as any to make anything honestly yeah. <laughs> um so uh, obviously you guys spend a lot of time thinking and assessing and really like loving things but um what is your experience with um like what is your experience with like the gaming community in a way i feel like nj you have a very like um direct i guess podcast uh connection with the community in that way uh john i'm not really sure where your experience level is but uh why don't you talk a little bit about that as well so my experience excuse me so my experience is very focused on mass effect i do Mm -hmm. play some other video games but not very (laughs) many uh i play a lot of bioware I just finished Dragon Age Inquisition, and then I decided, yeah. you know what would be great? If I just went back and played Dragon Age Origins right now, which I <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> Amazing. And 
um, I like video games, but I often have the same problem that I have with watching new shows. It's hmm. difficult to get emotionally invested in something new because I have to expend new feelings. I have to invest in new people that I'm not sure of yet. Whereas if I play Dragon Age, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to make the same decisions. I'm no fool. I yeah. can be comforted by things going exactly the way I know they're supposed to go instead of being disappointed or shocked or heartbroken. And mm-hmm. none of those things are bad to be. It's good to feel those things. But it can be hard to invest yourself in something new when you just don't have the energy for it. So that's why I often yeah. fall back on a lot of Bioware. That's, um, I mean, that's that's interesting. And I think makes complete sense, especially during current time of everything that has gone wrong this year. Um, yeah, <laughs> lots of head nods, lots of head nods. Um, so, so like, what has been kind of your experience of playing games with people? Hit or miss? So if you can get a group of people in a room and sit them down to do the thing, Right. And it's it's going to happen and it's going to be pretty good. Um, but trying to do it remotely, oh, trying God. to remotely coordinate so schedules, hard. coordinate internet connections, mm, trying yeah. to find a time, especially like with all adults who all have very different schedules, trying to, um, it's, it's so hard to, and most of my tabletop experience is remote, but it's so hard to, just get it to happen. We had a remote game that ran for almost a year and it was like pulling teeth every step of the way. Also our internet connection in our room where we play is hot garbage. So um, I would be, (laughs) I was DMing and I would be like, like monologuing and like going through and explaining all this stuff only to when I was done realized that we had dropped out oh no one had heard a thing and then i had to i had to go back and i had to do it again oh at that point just type it into a chat yeah which is something that i often pushed for like hey can Uh, we just there's we have a discord for a reason we actually had to do that one time um erin one of our players uh just her microphone for whatever wasn't working and so she did play the entire session typing things into Roll20. Wow. It was... If it's good enough for role players on Tumblr, it's good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> it was... Mm. Yeah, I, I do think it kind of takes... It takes a lot of... It takes commitment in a way. You know what I mean? I feel like... Um, I've, I've played games digitally, and I feel like you definitely need people to really be committed to the story and really be in it and have like to find a way and also for everyone else to be willing to help other people find a way to um, for digital play. I think it's possible, but I think it takes a lot of effort. I'll agree with you. Yeah. It also helps if everyone has good enough technology that you can all be on yes. video chat mm-hmm. instead yes. of just audio, because that way I can see if someone's talking and I don't have to worry about interrupting them or talking over them as much. Mm. Yeah, a little a little bit more difficult to share sometimes, I suppose. But I think uh, it could work. I also feel like an important part of finding that group. It's the commitment, definitely, but also 
the trust. Mm, my very first group was not people that I would trust now and probably not the best way to introduce me to tabletop. Um, Matt was actually the person who introduced me and Matt's great. But the friend group that we had at the time were not people that made me feel particularly safe or comfortable. Like mm. now I play with people who are like, hey, everybody, here's a content warning sheet. Check off what you're not comfortable talking about and it will be excluded from the game. Back then it was, I'm going to do this, even though it makes the players uncomfortable because that's what my character would do. It's like, okay, but you're a human in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like you're making that choice on purpose. Yeah. I think that's that's something that I feel like I um and this is something that is that I've been talking about a lot. It feels like most people have like one experience of like one group of people that they didn't have a good game with that really made them realize that they could have a better game. And then hopefully after that they would like find the game that they actually enjoyed playing. Yeah. Um I'm sorry you had to go through that as well. Uh hopefully um I don't think anyone ever wants to do that, but, you know, I feel like that. Now, like, since then, I've had to draw a line and be like, hey, you're running this game? Here's a thing. If anybody tries to rape another character, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I am up and out the door. I mean, yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Wow. It also helps if you can find people that want to tell the same type of stories that you do. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Like, for example, like, there are a lot of people out there who enjoy just playing chaotic evil campaigns and I'll never understand the desire to just go around and be a murder hobo. Like <laughs> what, like what, what possesses you to, to think that a good way to like fantasize about uh, a world that doesn't exist is by making yourself someone who just go around and murder everyone you meet. Like what does that say about you as a person that that is how you want to spend your downtime? Yeah. Although I will also say like, why, why, like, if you're also, why is your version of chaotic evil killing people all the time, too? You know, if you're going to make an evil campaign, at least, like, make it interesting and have a plan instead of just, I'm going to kill everyone I see. Yeah. Um, so basic and boring to be just a murderer. I know. <laughs> yeah, come on. Be more than, more oh than murder. My ultimate video game power fantasy is being able to help people, so. <laughs> <laughs> well... Hopefully help people we will in the game that we're going to be playing today. Oh, I hope so. Um, very excited for this. Uh, but before we get into what we're going to be playing, um, let me just give this quick little plug for the radio station, and then we shall be up and running. Excitement. Very much exciting. So, as everyone is well aware by this point, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. Uh, we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. Um, we, our hosts are doing their best to, bring, to continue bringing you new original programming uh, by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios or uh, broadcasting safely from our studios with a lot of... Uh, you know, caveats in between to try to keep people safe and distance from each other as extremely as much as possible. Uh, but uh, because of everything that's happening, um, our revenue streams, most of our revenue streams have evaporated. So we need your help. 
Uh, we realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way towards helping us stay on air as we are a 501c3 nonprofit. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts and mugs and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. Uh, you can also text on your phone to RFB give five, that's the number five, to 44321. It only takes a moment and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you have to shop on Amazon, uh, you should put their dollars for to work for us uh, by going to amazon.com slash smile and registering Radio Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, so thank you for being here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Let's get back to some gameplay. So what we're going to be playing today, yeah, very exciting. It's called, it's an RPG called For the Honor. It was written by Quinn Vega. Uh, and For the Honor is a GM-less uh, RPG um, featuring a world that is inspired by She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which recently came out um, with its final season this year. I believe. Um, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like a month ago. Yeah. Was it a month ago? God, it changed like my it life. Listen, time's so not good. real and I don't even know what day it is, but yeah, a lot of stuff has just happened this year. God, I don't even know, but I, I, I fell in love with the last season of she and everyone who's listening should watch it like as soon as this is over. Um, so it's, but, you know, because of course, you know, copyright and whatever, there are some changes from the, from the TV show. Uh, essentially, uh, we are playing in a world called Athera, um, and it is a land full of magical people, fantastical creatures, and magical kingdoms. Um, it's studded with ancient ruins left behind by a long-lost advanced civilization. Athera's story is long, its history is told in murals and oral histories that dance in its halls. Um, but then, uh, about 12 years ago, uh, the Legion came down from the stars and began to colonize the planet. At first, their expansion was staggering, losses were immense, and many communities that weren't wiped out uh, threw in with the Legion. Caught on the back foot, the kingdoms of Athera gathered all of their most powerful magic users called princesses and forged the first princess accord. Uh, unified, they uh, were successful in beating the Legion back to their stronghold. Uh, in the final skirmish, however, the queen of the rebellion drafted a strategy that ultimately failed uh, and uh, they had to escape. Um, and battered, unfortunately, uh, the Princess Accord was shattered, and uh, the kingdoms turned to isolation, favoring their odds against uh, the Legion on their own turf. Um, the Queen of the Rebellion, who uh, was widowed by the battle, continued to do the work against the Legion in whatever way she could, but uh, can only do so much alone. Um, 12 years have passed since then, and we, the people who will be playing this game, are the new generation of princesses and warriors in the factions. Uh, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be playing, you know, a new generation of people willing to fight these battles and live in this world and experiencing it together by basically asking each other questions as guided by this game 
and also answering questions is guided by the way we want the story to go. So that's basically uh, the setup for the game. And we did all get to create our own characters, which is very, very exciting. I had a, so much part. fun doing this. Best part, I agree, MJ, best part. Um, would you guys like to introduce your characters first? Yes, um, my character is named Ren. She is a princess of the wilds. Her three traits are ancient, solitary, and gentle. I compared her to an old god earlier today. Amazing. She has tangled green hair, soft like moths, with white flowers woven in. She is freckled with purple flowers across her face and has tattoos of vines and flowers that move over her skin. She has golden eyes and flowers bloom wherever she walks. You made Briar cool. Moss. I made a femme Briar Moss, it's true. <laughs> John, your character? Uh, my character's name is uh, Inferna. They are a princess of the Kingdom of Fire. I chose steadfast, adventurous, and empathetic for my uh, three traits. Inferna has uh, long curly red hair, uh, pale freckled skin, pale green eyes, uh, wears a white blouse with tan pants tucked into you know high brown boots, um, and they have the ability to manipulate fire and also some sick acrobatic skills. Hey yo! <laughs> I forgot to mention my powers. My powers are plants and animals. MJ made her favorite. On brand. MJ made her favorite book character. I just made myself. <laughs> you know, to each their own. And I'm going to be playing uh, a young lady named Flippa. I am part of the uh, rebellion itself. Um, I gave a bit of backstory to myself, being um, I joined. I joined the rebellion when uh, my parents told stories of how they were saved from the legion by the first accord. Uh, when I became old enough to fight, I knew I had to join too. Uh, my traits are idealistic, sweet, and loyal. I, I have kind of cross cropped, but uh, kind of like loose curly black hair. Um, very pale skin, uh, brown eyes. Um, I wear kind of like loose fitting pants that have like those ties on the ends. I don't know what those are called, but those pants. Uh, and as close as you can get to a turquoise tank top in a fantasy world, uh, she looks very strong. Uh, and her abilities are acrobatics as well, very flippy. Um, but also, uh, because you could get kind of creative with whatever you wanted, I decided to do uh, her ability is knowledge and physiology. So she can like do like punch people's like pressure points and like get them to fall. If you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, basically Tylee. Um, basically the Shira version of Tylee. But yeah, that's, that's my character. I love Tylee. Did you name your character Flippa because she has acrobatic skills? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I love it. I'm all about it. That is amazing. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I thought it was on brand, right? I'm going to be calling your princess Disco Inferno. <laughs> Disco Inferno. <laughs> I would be insulted if you didn't. Now that we have these three characters, essentially the way this game is played is that there are there are 12, like, quote-unquote mini-games. Essentially games that we can choose to play together um, that kind of create this back and forth between us, and I figured we'd do a couple of those. Um, perhaps to start off giving you guys the idea of the way that the game is usually set up for longer games. We can do a couple of rounds of Discover Something New. 
where essentially we uh, we choose an option from any section uh, and read it out loud to the other players and then answer its question and the rest of us can also uh, feel free to offer answers as well. This will introduce items, events, and actions that will give the story more like flesh and conflict. So, um, you know, if we all come from different places, do we want to each pick one from our designated faction and then kind of share them out loud and talk about it? I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, sounds works for me. Great. Let's do that. Yeah, Ren, do you have one? <laughs> I do because I prepared. I, I, I didn't, which is why I want you to go first. <laughs> so, so my question from the wilds is... The Legion has been stealing resources from the edges of the wilds. They cannot be allowed to continue. What have they been taking? And my answer to that is animals that they've been using as beasts of burden, and they've also been disrupting the food chain in the wilds. I tried to think about what Ren would care about, and it's the balance of the wilds. Yeah. Sure, I could see that. And if they wanted the animals for their own uh, effect, I could see that too. Um, do you think that that would include affecting the, um, their, like, not farmland, but I guess they're, like, the place where they, like, their habitat? There it is. There's the word, habitat. (laughs) Yes. So by taking these animals out, it's disrupting the entire, um, food chain for the wilds. And also, there's a lot of magic in this world, so when you take what you think is a beast of burden, you may actually be taking an animal that is more sentient than you believe. Yeah. That, uh, that makes that makes complete sense to me. That sounds great. So Ren is on a one-woman mission to take down the Legion. <laughs> um, Inferna, have you found one? So I'm going to go with uh, the magic wall that keeps uh, the kingdom safe from siege has been sabotaged leaving the kingdom defenseless. Uh, What could repair it? Um, So uh, our kingdom has heard that in the rebellion, there are some very good, uh, you know, tinkerers and uh, engineers who are very, very good at, you know, fixing things with very limited resources. Um, And as, you know, we're mostly a kingdom of, you know, set things on fire, fighty people. Uh, I figured we would reach out to the Rebellion and see if they could uh, offer aid in exchange for um, we could forge them some swords or something. If I may offer an additional detail. Please and thank you. There are ruins littered throughout this world. Mm -hmm. Many of them are in the wilds. Perhaps in those ruins there are some of the resources needed to repair your wall. It's entirely Mm -hmm. possible. Right? We wouldn't want to just like traipse into the wilds without like a guide or asking someone like hey is it cool if we do this because if we're gonna demand sovereignty we're gonna respect yours um so can you help us find some cool magic stuff (laughs) (laughs) very cool i like that Uh, and that leads great into um the question that i think i'm going to answer here um which is legion tanks have been seen advancing on a rebellion village but there's still time to ready defenses how prepared are the villagers I'm going to say that the villagers are, um, because that the uh, rebellion has been spread a little thin lately, um, that the villagers are not very well prepared. 
uh, and that um, Flippa is going to be uh, looking for aid um, in order to find a way to protect the village and would probably be very willing to help Ren and Inferna with their tasks as well in order to get this aid. Uh, yeah, the Kingdom of Fire would be more than happy to uh, burn down some Legion tanks in exchange for a little bit of help with our big old shiny magic ball. Because <laughs> we don't like those guys. They're mean. And while Ren is very solitary, if it means disrupting the Legion's plans for the creatures of the wilds, she would be willing to help people. I think Flippa would just give you both a big ol' hug of appreciation for your oh, agreement. Oh, please don't. Please <laughs> Great. Well, great. We did a good job. Congratulations. We played the Discover yes, Something New Game. good job. Yeah, <laughs> high fives. We were high fives. Air five to you guys uh, from afar. Um, we should play another one. Yeah. So there are three of us, and there are games that kind of go through and allow you to play with like multiple different numbers of people. Venturing forth is the start of our jo- of our journey together. You decide with your chosen partner or partners where yeah. you're traveling and how you came to be traveling together. It does sound like we've kind of established that we're all going to be working together in our initial game. Yeah. But the question is, who gets what they want first? Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. That is a very good question. Well, maybe let's do Venture Forth first, and maybe that'll come up. Yeah. So that's... we're traveling together. Yes. So now um, we can ask each other, what do we notice about each other? So perhaps around Robin? Sure. Yeah. No, that sounds good. So what does Flippa notice about Ren? Probably that she is aloof, because I'm getting the feeling that Flippa is very energetic and bubbly. Generally very like, great, we're a team, let's go. Whereas <laughs> Ren is used to working alone and does not object to helping other people. She has no particular feelings about it either way. She would rather people be safe than people not be safe. Um, so probably that she's kind of standoffish. Noted. Right, so maybe what does Ren notice about Inferno? Yes, I was reading to see if there, if I had done it right. <laughs> I think so, yeah, I think that's it. So what does Ren notice about Inferno? Uh, so you would notice about Inferno that they are um, kind of, they don't, Inferno doesn't uh, talk much, uh, not because they're standoffish, but because they are anxious about leaving their kingdom behind with a broken wall, and while, like, an adventure like this, going out and exploring ancient ruins and blowing up tanks would ordinarily be like the absolute highlight of Inferna's just whole existence. Um, this is a very like harrowing time. And there's always just that little bit of like, but what if we don't get it done in time? Like what if we don't finish this fast enough? So we're definitely not in the land that Inferna is familiar with. Uh, no. <laughs> Possibly we're heading to the village first. Are we heading to the village or if we're going to try to find tool like materials to kind of fight and kind of fix and protect Inferna's home, would that be the wilds first? Maybe the wilds first. Uh, the way I figured it, um, if the rebellion village is under attack currently, it's probably the more pressing concern. Uh, we still and- have time. 
Oh, we to still defend them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're mobilizing. They haven't oh, mobilized yet. Right, okay. yes. So perhaps yeah. the wild's first. Uh, yeah, that yeah, works for so. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the solution to my problem is sort of outside of my kingdom anyway, because I'm go- going to you guys for help. Um, what right. does Inferna notice about Flippa? Um, I think Inferna notices that... I think I think um, Inferna will notice that Flippa is extremely like open and enthusiastic and talking about um, her history with the rebellion and the stories of her parents and of like the village, the rebellion village that she came from. And um, I think um, you'll just find that uh, she's just so focused on like the mission of the rebellion and everything that it doesn't really even seem like she like she understands the importance of why she's doing what she's doing um but it seems like she's just so excited about all of this happening and meeting you all and having all of this happening that um she's not even really she doesn't seem worried she's just like it's gonna work out great (laughs) excellent vote of confidence yeah i think inferna is the person that is least familiar with the terrain or the place that we are traveling Mm -hmm. Because it seems like we agreed that we're going through the wilds first. Um, Which means that we take turns asking questions from the list on the next page. We can go around one to three times. So Inferna gets to pick a question first. You can ask either of us or both of us. Okay, um, the path is torn and treacherous here. What made it this way? Because we're in the wilds, I'm going to ask this of Ren. So... Ren is going to study that area and use their plant magic to heal what is broken and explain the Legion tanks come through here looking for more animals to steal and they destroy everything in their path, which is why I need to stop them. That's horrible. These are nice trees. I think so. Thank you. I worked on them myself. You did a very good job. Thank you. Oh, they're so pretty. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> okay, um, I'll ask a question. Uh, I scout ahead. Coming around a bend, I see something unexpected and I freeze up. What have I found? I think that we find a small settlement in the wilds, and it is just devastating. Um, the Legion came through uh, not that long ago, and just, it's still on fire. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Flippa would be suddenly really sad about that. <laughs> um, gonna, and then I use my fire magic to put out the fires. Yeah. Because that's that's really all I can do at this point. Yeah, Flippa would run from house to house seeing if anyone was alive um, or still around and hopefully find that everyone had escaped or were taken prisoner, but no one was there. Okay, here's a question. A situation befalls us that requires great focus and skill to overcome. What is the challenge, and how do you help me? You said we're looking for tech, right? Uh, that is what I'm looking for, yes. What if, um, what if the tech has been, like, corrupted by the nearby violence and uh, has taken it upon itself to uh, start attacking whatever moves in the area. Ooh. Definitely a thing that we need to stop. Yeah, don't want rampaging uh, 
old tech. <laughs> so Ren would be calling out to the animals in the area and encouraging them to go away, to flee for safety. Um, Flippa would probably try to um, to uh, leap on top of it and try to find an off button. I don't know if she, it might, it would take her a while. I'm not sure if it would work the first time. Um, Inferna would uh, start trying to, seeing that Flippa is looking for off buttons on top of these things, I'm not just going to start blasting at them, uh, but I am going to try and melt their legs so that they can't move around and it would probably be easier to find those off buttons. So that is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think Flippa looks around, realizes that she can't really find an off button, and just starts, like, punching it in different places until it stops moving. <laughs> Ren would summon some vines and wrap it up tightly so it can't run away. Uh, once I see Flippa has just started punching things, I'm also <laughs> just, I'm just also gonna start punching things. Because um, I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing now? Hell yeah! Let's have a riot! Amazing. Do we want to do another round of questions? I think so. Go oh, I've got one. I've got one. Um, go finding an opening, I rush in with all my force to attack. Do I strike where it is weakest, or do I just scare it off? Hmm, good question. If you scare it off, we can follow it back to possibly more tech. Yeah, but we have already established that... Um, well, one, did, is it a robot that we found? Or is it like a... I've been kind of envisioning a robot, a piece of corrupted yeah. tech that has the ability to attack okay, things. Okay, so still like some more of the corrupted tech. Okay, because if like it was a flesh person, we have already established that Flippa like hits pressure points, and like in which case I think the first instinct would be to attack the weakest spot, um, yeah, and mobilize it. But I guess uh, if we're still going with robots, and that's totally cool. Uh, yeah, scaring it off would definitely allow us to follow it back to hopefully the source of this corruption. I think that also creates for a more interesting story. Yeah. Great. Then I, I run at it and scream at it with all my might going, ah! <laughs> I Hopefully mean, that scared, scared, that scared me. me. Super effective. <laughs> Other questions? Um, I spotted something and my curiosity overpowers me. I rush to it. When you catch up, what do you find me marveling over? Ooh, I have an idea for this one. Probably one of the biggest ruins in the wilds that has the greatest source of old world tech, where the corrupted robot ran to. A towering building that you wouldn't have known was there until the wilds parted the way for you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's Damn. really cool. I think that when Inferna sort of like finds themselves in this clearing, just looking at this massive, massive ruin, they're just uh, gobsmacked by this this treasure trove of stuff. Yeah, I think Fluffa would be pretty surprised too. <laughs> do we want to do one more question? Yeah, I had one more. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Close it out. Um, I think this is a good spot to say, we find a safe clearing and stop to take a rest. What comforts do we share here? Ooh, I like this one. I was, I yeah. was hoping we would get here. <laughs> I mean, I think Flippa would try to give y'all like a high five. Like being like, yes, we found it. Aren't we such a good team? Well, Ren doesn't know what a high five is. <laughs> uh, Inferno is definitely down for the high five, but swings a little too hard and maybe our hands hurt a bit. Oh yeah. 
Ren is just staring at her hand, like, what? Uh, Inferna just walks over and just, like, puts a hand on top of, like, just boop. I do not understand. It's like, like, affirmation. Like, we did it. I believe you. It's a celebration. (laughs) (laughs) If you say so. Ren does not have very strong social graces. (laughs) She has been living in the woods for a very long time. Amazing. You do not know how old she is. I don't. No. I don't. I, and I wouldn't ask either. That'd be rude. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me, possible demigod. How old are you? Um, pa- parents tell me better than that. How old yeah. are you? 17. How long have you been 17? <laughs> I think that Inferna has um, brought in addition to like trail food, like jerky and like hard cheeses and like responsible stuff has also stashed some cookies. Oh, damn. Sorry. And uh, No, that's that's the reaction I wanted. <laughs> um, and I think that Inferna, uh, like, reaches in, is like, I'm going to have myself a cookie. And then, like, sees the other two watching them reach into their bag. And they're like, yeah, okay. And then <laughs> shares cookies. Don't hurt yourself now. <laughs> I was very excited for cookies, and then I forgot, like, oh, other people like cookies, too. Actually, has Ren ever had a cookie before? Probably not. Because this is probably cool. a first Because I think I'd look at Ren and like, you didn't know what a high five is. Do you know what a cookie is? No. It's like, like a very sweet piece of bread. Do you know what bread is? I mean, I make my own bread. I do it in the fire. It's fine. It's like a crunchy thing that you eat that tastes good and you eat it to be happy. I'll try it. All right. Um, uh, All right. Um, They are snickerdoodles. Oh, yum. Don't like it. No. I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you for sharing. They're my favorite. I appreciate that you shared something that you like with me, and I'm sorry that I do not feel the same about it. No, that's all right. You know, we don't all have to like the same things. Imagine how boring it would be if we all just, we'd, we'd be the same person. You'd also be Inferna. That'd be pretty cool, though. I might like that. God, I love sugar. <laughs> Flippa, just one. Just one cookie. Flippa, get your Are hand you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Well, no, I mean, you're not going to eat all of those, right? Flippa. Okay, all right. You can have have another one when we're done. Oh, okay. I think we should do closing questions for this. Yes, is it one question or do we each ask a closing question? Because there's only four. Um, so uh, we can go one round. Um, if we all want to ask the same question, we can. At any point um, after the first round, anyone may choose to ask a closing question. Doing so ends the journey. Or we can just ask a closing question, because, I mean, to be honest, I think the one that says we finally found what we're looking for is what, we, what expected, we expected is really the best one here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we set ourselves up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one, and we make it to our destination. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or that one. Um, so, I mean, either one of those is fine. Let's so. ask both. Okay, yeah. We finally find what we're looking for. Is it what we expected? It's what Ren expected because she knows what the wilds contains. Mm-hmm. I mean, we find uh, like very old tech, which is what uh, Inferno was hoping to find, but uh, the just sheer scale and splendor of this ruin was definitely unexpected. I think that Inferna 
uh, being very much more of a, a city person, expected this far out in the woods to just find like a bunch of rocks and maybe just like some metal that was buried underground, not like the palace that she came from, but older. Yeah, I think Flippa didn't expect this thing at all, but I think she just kind of... Well, I mean, I think Flippa was really just looking to help, and I think she thinks that she did that, to be honest, so maybe it wasn't in the way that she expected. I mean, you punched those robots real good. (laughs) She did. She did punch those robots real good. So now that we're here, what's happening? There was one robot we chased back to this place. Are there other robots that are corrupted? That's true. I think that maybe when we get here, uh, we see the robot um, that we had been following go inside the tower that we'd found. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say we we see it go in. um, And basically what's happening is the tower is... I don't know, protecting itself in a way? Ren would put her hand on the tower because she knows the secret of the wilds and say, the wilds have offered this to you, revealing an entrance into the tower. Sweet. How's that for some deus ex machina? (laughs) All right. I think we might have time for one more bit of game. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's pick one more, and then I think we'll have to we'll we'll have to do like you know kind of like a, a lightning round on this one. But yeah. um, what about Stand United? On your turn, choose another player's character and give them a challenge. They answer it freely. Great. Yep. Okay. So we are defending the Rebellion Village, right? We mm-hmm. agreed that much. Um, do we? Shall we go around with a "What do I notice about you?" series? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Flippa, what do I notice about you? You notice, as we get closer to the village, um, Flippa is becoming more serious in a way. It seems like, um, because it's closer to her home, she is taking it more personally and is, uh, focusing on what the fight is going to be. Like, she's still, like, kind of, you know, walking with a spring in her step, but she's talking a little less. More determined? More determined. Inferna, what do you no- what do I notice about you? Uh, you notice that Inferna has pretty much stopped talking entirely. Um, they are uh, not moving a lot. Uh, their hands are just, like, opening and clenching and opening and clenching, just, like trying to stay calm and, like, not just, like, go bull-rushing in the second the action starts because, like, the Kingdom of Fire is big on fighting and, like... (laughs) But, like, I can't just, like... It's not all Kingdom of Fire people here, so I have to adjust, and it's a difficult adjustment to make. Um, Ren, what do I notice about you? I think you notice that... Ren is eerily calm. Before, there were noises of animals surrounding us, and now it has all gone silent, as if they are all waiting for a command. Hell yeah. um, That is um, very disconcerting for Inferna, because there's never really quiet in the Kingdom of Fire's capital city, it's very much 
sound-wise like New York, where it's just it's there's always something going on all hours of the day. So silence of of this absolute scale is terrifying. Uh, but like knowing that it is on my side is very very cool. Okay, let's start. Let's get into the battle. Okay, quick, quick read. Okay. Oh, I, I, I know which one I'm doing. Uh, By all means. I pull off an incredibly impressive maneuver, weaving <laughs> destruction with the dancer's grace, uh, and end it with a perfect backflip through a wall of flames. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ha! Which feels uh, very appropriate. I didn't actually read the whole thing before I picked it, so I didn't notice the wall of flames until I got to the end. But it is absolutely perfect for my character. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just go. Um, I do actually just go charging in. I, I cannot contain myself once this all starts, and just go smashing through the legion lines and do a backflip over a tank, setting it on fire, and just landing on top in a super cool superhero pose. Um, and like, Flippa, can you top that? <laughs> Hell yeah. Flippa is going to um, see another tank driving by, and she is going to um, make her way inside of the tank by uh, like kind of doing some cool parkour stunts up into the uh, entryway, and she is going to um, do some punches to disable the guard at the top. And as she goes in, uh, she's going to disable all the drivers, and then she is going to drive the tank into another tank. Upon seeing that, Inferno is just like, damn, that was cool. <laughs> she she pops out of it and goes, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Ren strikes one of the tanks with sundering force, the likes of which hasn't been seen glimpsed on Athera since the times of legend. We're talking a vine sprouts from the ground and rips the tank in half. Am I outdone by you? How? No. <laughs> I can't, I don't have magic. I can't do any of that shit. Not by Flippa. I think that what Inferna does upon seeing this is uh, there is a small... Uh, battalion, not a battalion, that's too big. Uh, there is a platoon of Legion forces trying to come in from the side at, and Inferna just uh, thrusts both of their hands up into the air and just summons a giant wall of fire uh, around all of them uh, just effectively cutting them off and stopping them from uh, smashing us from the side. I don't know if that really outdoes me, though. I don't know if it does either, but it's the best <laughs> I've got. Like, you tried, you know? You're, you're, you're an old god of the forest, and I'm just, like, Pyro from the X-Men. <laughs> so, like, I did my best, Magneto, god. <laughs> Ren is unimpressed. I feel like Ren is unimpressed by most things, it's though. Yeah. <laughs> Not because Ren thinks that she's better than anything, just because Ren doesn't really have the concept of being impressed. Mm. Like, oh. No, Ren just might be better than me. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm confident in what I can do and what I can't. It'd be like that. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes it's just like that, yeah. Exactly. Um, 
All right. Well, I have I have a perfect question then. Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, a a sniper taking aim high above could be right in my reach if I had a little boost. Can you give me the extra push and how? Ren can. Um, hmm. You could do it two ways. I could do it by plant or animal. Dealer's choice. What would you prefer? Animal. I want to see what that looks like. A giant bird comes yes. from the forest, from the wild, Take to whoop you up and carry you where you need to go. Fantastic. Bird, the bird swoops me up and over, um, and I, I drop down, and I uh, do kind of like like a, a flip-kicking move and land and, in order to kick away the, the attacker's gun. And then I'm gonna, you know, do my little pressure point punchy thing. Do we think it's time to call an ending, or do we want to do another round? I would love to do another round, but I don't think we have time, unfortunately. Right. I think Let's it's time to dive into an ending. I say we win the fight and come away reveling in the challenges we overcame. I agree. That's the one that I was gonna go with. What lesson does each of us carry with us into the future? I think that Inferna carries the lesson that um, it is uh, okay and, in fact, uh, laudable to take uh, multiple diverse approaches to problems instead of just setting everything on fire. <laughs> which is still, it's still what they're best at, but there is something to be said for um, not setting things on fire, maybe. And, but also, forest witches be wild. <laughs> also, also the other lesson that I take away from this is never ever get on Ren's bad side. Oh my god, she will kill me. <laughs> you, <laughs> don't ever step on a flower. Ever. Don't do it. I don't, don't think do Inferna it. ever does. I think Inferna no. takes very special care to never ever step on a plant ever. <laughs> I'll know. Except for grass, because like, what can I do about that? Well, yeah. let me have a conversation with the grass and I'll get back to you. Just learn how to fly. Just learn how to fly and you're good. <laughs> no problem. I can, only, I can only fly with fire. I'd set everything on fire. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. How about Flippa? Um, I, think, I think Flippa uh, learns that um, it's best when, in order to, to become a true team with others, it's best to encourage people to... Um, fight the way that they it's best to encourage people to fight the way that they can essentially instead of requesting a certain type of battle or a certain type of strategy of just um being encouraging for all types of um power I think Ren learns that being solitary isn't the only way to be that people can provide something that she was missing before. And it was the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. friendship. Yep. Amazing. We all, we all exchanged Nintendo Switch friend codes <laughs> and you're all invited to my Animal Crossing island. I've got great deals on turnips. We're following each other on TikTok. I don't do TikTok. Amazing. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see how TikTok we all started a Twitch channel together. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect.
There you go. All right. Well, that was fantastic. That was For the Honor um, really by Quinn Vega. How did you guys like that? I loved it. That was super fun. That, that was, was a lot of fun. It was yeah. one of my first downloads uh, when I got the itch.io bundle for justice and equality. Yeah. So it was one of the first things I saw and was like, I need to download that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was so excited when I saw this, especially after I'd finished falling in love with uh, She-Ra and I was like, wait, what is this? I want to play. <laughs> so, um, so thank you both so much to the both of you for um, playing with us with me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. This was a blast. This was so much fun. I enjoyed this a lot. Yes. Excellent. Um, I hope that you guys get to play this again. Um, Where should they find you and be looking for you on the internet? They being the listeners who are currently listening to this right now. Well, if you enjoyed listening to me, you can find me tweeting about my personal stuff at iHoardLibraries on Twitter. You can also follow any of my podcasts. That's Reignite Pod, COF Pod, and Not That Robcast, all on Twitter. Also, check me out on the Certain POV Network. That's certainpov.com. Um. You can find me personally on Facebook at John Lestrange colon historian. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Prof John Strange, or you can find my podcast um, at GenoStoryPod on both Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. And as always, you can find Gameplay Radio here on Sundays at 2 p.m., or you can find our archive um, on Spotify, on iTunes, apparently. I found that out recently. or And uh, also on the Radio Free Brooklyn website, where, again, we hope that you continue to join us and participate in our community because we love you. Um, so thank you guys so much for being here, the listeners, the guests, the everybody. Have a great <laughs> rest of your afternoon uh, and enjoy more Radio Free Brooklyn. As always, always on air. Goodbye.